Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw. And today's podcast is going to be a celebrity focus. We're going to look at the life of Whitney Houston. And to do that, I have a very special guest, Dr. Cindy Jones. Hi, Cindy. Hi there, Mark. Hey, welcome. This is really fun. I'm glad we could do this. Me too. Now, Cindy, some of you may not know, she's a CABC counselor with us at the Addiction Connection. She's a talented writer, a counselor. She's Dr. Cindy. So, you know, if you talk to her, be sure to call her doctor. She would want that. <laughs> I'm kidding. And, uh, and she also does ministry with Healing Hearts, which is a ministry that's near and dear my heart to work with the women who are in all kinds of um, abusive situations at times or have um, are post-abortive and dealing with issues and, and struggles related to that, but just women's issues in general. She's a real blessing and a real asset to the ministry of the Addiction Connection and Healing Heart. So um, without further ado, hi again, Cindy, and welcome. This is really going to be fun. I'm glad we're doing this. I'm excited. Well, the um, the Bible verse we looked at, you mentioned, was in Philippians 1. And we're going to examine Whitney Houston. Now, I think, I mean, a lot of people should know Whitney Houston. And, and tragically, she died in 2012. It really just seems like she died yesterday to me. How, how about yeah, you? I know. Yeah, I was thinking that too when I read it. It said 2012. I thought, really? Yeah, I, I did too. And and her birthday is actually my brother's birthday of August 9th. He's he's younger than, than she would have been, but uh, August 9th was her birthday, and then she died in February of 2012. It really does seem like yesterday. Um, well, now Philippians 1, what verse was that that we were going to read? Verse 6. In my ESV, it says this, I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So I'll throw it over you, Cindy, and, and say, you know, why, why'd why you pick Whitney Houston for our Celebrity Focus podcast? <laughs> well, as I thought of her, I thought about the different songs she's written. I know she's written a lot of very popular stuff. But also every so often she would throw things in there about faith. Her faith, and, this and, that. and I know she had her start singing in the church. That's right. And uh, which a lot of celebrities do, and it's sad to say they do get pulled away. And I think, like many other celebrities, she got pulled away. She got drawn not only into the materialism, which is probably a given, but I think the battle that she probably really fought inside, and I'm not saying it was, but this is my opinion. But I think the battle she really fought inside was, number one, to to keep up with the image that she had to present and stardom, knowing that she wasn't doing what she could really be doing when she started her life in the church. And also, she was always looking to fulfill that through relationships with men, through her image. But yeah, there were times I watched her sing. I forget what event it was, but I saw her sing, and she walked down the house singing this song, Praising God. Oh, yeah. I thought, how sad is that, that she's, she can do that and how many people she could really have taught, touched. Yeah. And yet, 
didn't because she allowed these things to pull her away. And, and we've all done that. We've all allowed because of things that are unfulfilled in us or wounds that are deep down inside or the addictions. We allow these other things to come and cloud what we really could be. And, um, and that, and that, that's been an issue in my life personally. I, it, it would be real easy at times to sit down and say, oh, you know what? That's it. I'm just not even doing this anymore. Right. But because she was allowing the world to rule, um, I think we, we talk about having an idol of the heart. And uh, she allowed that idol of stardom, you know, image, to be accepted by the world to rule versus let me give glory to God with my life instead. Yeah. And, uh, and I hope and pray. I mean, now they did say her official cause of death was uh, drowning and heart disease with mixed with cocaine use. Um, and while those physical medical issues were probably very real, I think the sad thing is, and I see this so many times, even in my family, where they refuse to acknowledge what the real underlying cause was. You know, um, I, I have a cousin who, who died from his addictions, and I was going to do a memorial for him at a program I was in. I went to get permission from his family to do it, and they said, oh, no, he didn't die from addiction. He died from heart condition. Mm. And he did die from heart conditions. I mean, his, his heart went really bad. Right. But the reality is, he was a very severe alcoholic from his very early teen years into his 30s, 40s, when he died. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of us do, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs. We've been through some sort of trauma in our life that we're trying to cover. And it's not that we were these crazy mixed up people out there that were just bad people to begin with. I, I remember doing street ministry down in Tampa, Florida. And uh, every Saturday, we would feed about three to 500 people. But we had a man there who his wife and son was killed in a car wreck, and he ended up giving up and drowning himself in an alcohol bottle, liquor bottle, and lost his job, lost his home, lost his pride, ended up in the streets because he just gave up on life. Mm. Not because he was this miserable, mean person wanting to go around hurting people. Right. And then I met another man who was a much older man. He was in his 70s. who had been in the streets for like 30 years. I was amazed he was still alive. And he gave up on life because he came home from work one day and found his whole family murdered. Oh, wow. You know? sad. And he just gave up. And he gave up on life. You know, there's so much of that, you know, that people just give up on life and they think there's no other way out. They have no hope. And I think that's kind of where I kind of really want to steer this is, that people get to a point of hopelessness. They think, I've been through this, I've done this, I've gotten in trouble with this, but there's no hope. I, there's, there's nothing that could ever help me right now. I'm too far gone. There's no hope. And in the last year or so, the word that I've used that the Lord has given me to share with people is the word hope. Mm. And uh, that's kind of my catchphrase word. The, the phrase that he gave me to use with that, I've even used it in the courthouse. Like when I go and go to be with one of my clients and support her in court. I see some of the other people outside waiting to go in. I'll, I'll walk up to them and I'll say, you know, there is hope beyond where you are. Amen. And they'll look at me wide-eyed. Really? Next thing you know, I'll have four or five of them sitting there answering me questions. You did this? You were like this? So when they see that you have been there, that begins to stir up that hope in them. So 
I, I thought a little bit about the word hope and an acronym for it. I love acronyms. Some people think I'm crazy, but I do. And uh, I thought of hold on, pain ends. Ah, and, hold on, pain ends. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so then, so then what, what can we do with that hope? You know, how, how can we build that into our lives? For one is we got to begin to honor God's word. God's word is what sets us free of the addiction, of the hurts, of the wounds, of the abuse, whatever it is we've been through. His word is what will set us free. And there's a scripture for that in Romans 10, 17. Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We'll grow in our faith. We'll get strong. We'll be able to believe when we've never been able to believe before. When we hear and honor the word of God. And then the letter O is the word overcome. Which in First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven it says, "But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ." If we cry out to God, He's right there. He's just waiting for us to cry out to Him. He's not going to force Himself. But he's there and ready to, to touch any area of our life that's needed and help us overcome that area. Amen. Um, now the next thing that most people don't like this word, the letter P, is the word process. Um, we don't want to have to go through that process. We don't want to have to go through the steps of healing and learning and redoing. Transformation, we, we tend to use the word transformation in our ministry rather than the word recovery. Amen. Um, <laughs> because, because of the scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 yeah, says, I made a God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. He can bring us to a place of being blameless. We'll cry out to him. We'll allow him to do it. And that word sanctify in there, I had someone approach me one time, trying to be a little bit nasty, I guess. Can you give me a biblical idea for the word recovery in the Bible? Is recovery even really in the Bible? I said, oh, yes, it is. They looked at me. They said, well, you know, recovery is taking someone from their beaten up, broken down life and bringing them closer to God to a place of transformation and freedom, right? Well, yeah. I said, well, that's called sanctification in the Bible. We're taking people from their unholy, ungodly lives and helping them come closer to God, be set apart for Him. I said, so there you have recovery in the Bible. And they just kind of walk away shaking their head. <laughs> um, so, and I, and I tell people all the time, you know, some people, when they start that process, they want everything to happen fast. And I often say, look, whether it's a little step forward or a big step forward, as long as you're moving forward, it's a process. You're making progress. Don't, don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to... We, we can't he, get healed of everything in one night. So sometimes that would be too overwhelming. And we wouldn't learn from it if we rushed the process. And... uh and then the last letter is letter E, which is expect the move of God. And, uh, you know, it says in uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that God has a good plan for us, a hope and a future. And we'll expect that as we begin to cry out to him. But that's the only way we can ever be truly free. We can do things ourselves in exchange. We can do some of the behavioral modification things, and it'll change for a little while. But there'll never be that true, total transformation without expecting a move from God in your life. And you have to do that. There, there's a song out on the radio. I think, um, oh my goodness, uh, I just lost two things. But anyway, just cry out to Jesus. 
And that's what we have to do. We have to let go of our pride, let go of all the excuses, let go of the, the hurts, pain, and who we're blaming. Say, God, I'm crying out to you. I need hope in my life, and I know I can get that if I cry out to you. And I'm a testimony of that. He has given me hope where there was no hope. Uh, I, I attempted suicide four different times because I didn't think there was any hope. I'm addicted. That's it. There's nothing else to do. Might as well just be dead. It didn't work. God kept me alive for a purpose. He had a reason. And uh, and I didn't have this in my notes, but the scripture keeps running through my head. And uh, you know, you're saying, yeah, but I've done this, I've done that, and I've been this kind of person, I've been that. Well, in First Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, it talks about how you were once all those things. But once you come to Jesus, you're no longer that. He washes you. He makes you clean. So you don't have to go on for the rest of your life saying, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an addict, I'm, a, uh, I'm abused, I'm weak, I'm defeated. You don't have to go through living through all those negatives because you're like, you can be totally transformed. So I think I have probably talked more than I'm supposed to talk. <laughs> no. Uh, <I'll> stop. <laughs> well, no, you said a lot in there. The fact that we do have hope, I, I, I think about it as a certainty of hope. And the, the next podcast after this one will be Pastor Steve Ham, who will talk about that hope. But that you're, you're kind of uh, setting it up really well because, you know, he talks about the, the fact that since God is who he is and Christ is who he is and we can trust him and he's powerful, that we should hope in this life that there are things that God will do in this life. And I think going back to Whitney Houston and even you were talking about in your life, the times you'd committed suicide, you were hopeless. Whitney Houston was seeking to fill the void in her life in other ways other than Christ at, at different times in her life. And, and we don't know her and I, you know, I always liked her and, and really appreciated her. I mean, thought she was just such a talent um, and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, seemingly the girl next door. And then she got mixed up with Bobby Brown and that kind of tarnished her reputation a little bit, but, but um, you know, all that's from afar. We didn't really know her, but it just seems like, a lot of times celebrities like her get caught up in trying to fulfill fill that void that only Christ fills with something else, someone else, another drug, another thing. And um and so the the certainty of hope in this life is that we really can be transformed by God's amazing grace and live a different way and experience that because the promises in Christ are sure and true and um and they're real and we don't have to think well you know that other christian they got you know that gift but i don't have that well no god's given us his all of his promises all in christ and i don't have to yeah. look at other people and say they have this or they have that he's given us all that all of his children that's right well, with Whitney Houston, she always sang about love, right. um, but it was like it was like human love. Like you could kind of listen to her songs and think, "Man, this almost applies to God." But it's but she goes back to that human relationship. It's like she was looking for a human relationship to fill that relationship yeah. that she needed with the Lord. You know, exactly. 
You know, and then she was so talented. I mean, oh, that I know. Oh, she, you know, she, just, she sang the best version of the Star Spangled Banner I've ever heard. I mean, I still yeah. love that, and would bring tears yeah. to your eyes. Well, yeah. for for those ladies and and uh, and men who are listening and feeling hopeless and um, and maybe looking for love in all the wrong places. The love of Christ. What would you say to some of them to to try to give them hope? Um, to find someone that they can trust and to talk to, no man to be a lone ranger. Amen. Uh, find someone you can trust and talk to, preferably a believer, a follower of Jesus, and then find some place that they can go to, preferably biblically based, and get the support they need and get the understanding they need. Uh, you know, I can I can throw a plug out there. So I just did this the other day for another group. Is plug Mark's book, The Heart of Addiction. <laughs> uh, that is an eye-opening, revolutionary book for a lot of people, even in the church. You don't realize how far away the church has come from truth. Wow. And uh, so, um, so I would just encourage them. You know, it's not. There's a. I have a, a video saved on YouTube. I don't even remember what state the group is from, but some church group, they sing this song, It's Not Over Till It's Over. And uh, it goes in the lyrics are about how you may have been beaten down, you you maybe have been down the wrong road, and you think it's all over, but it's not over till it's over because God's still got a plan for you. And you've got to get to that point where you're going to believe that God's got something better than where you're at. And that there is hope beyond where you are. Um, don't 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 ever give up. Don't ever give up and believe the lies that come into your mind. That you're hopeless. That you, your life isn't worth living. You still have value. You still have worth. No matter where you've been, what you've done, or what's been done to you, or how many addictions you've had, uh, you can change with the help of God. And uh, so you're not hopeless. You're still breathing. You're still here with us. And so there is still hope for you, no matter what condition you're in. Amen. Amen. You know, so many people, especially right now with this uh, 2020 coronavirus, people are alone and they're not yeah. connected to other people. And, and uh, Zoom meetings help some. At least we, we've had that this year. But uh, loneliness was just a theme, I think, in Whitney uh, yeah. Houston's life uh, and, and her daughter, you know, Bobby Christina Brown died in a few years later, like in 2015, and and her boyfriend died early this year in January, and it's just right. like there's loneliness and tragedy and all of that, and we need people to encourage us, don't we? Yes, we do. All of us do. Now, just even even when we get to that place of freedom and transformation. There's still, we all need that encouragement hope. None of us are above the other. That's right. You know, um, I I was uh, at a family's house one year for Christmas breakfast, and they asked me, and I asked them, I said, well, what's the, how, how should I dress? I mean, are you guys going to be dressed up in tag or whatever? And she said, well, I'm probably going to be in my sweats and just come dressed comfy. And I said, okay. Well, in the meantime, her son and his wife, who were struggling with some big issues in their life, were going to be stopping by on their way through to another visit they had to go to and she was really anxious for me to meet them and tell them my story so they came and 
we chatted a little bit, and I was just in my sweats, you know, just being me. And so I ended up in a good visit. Well, she called me the next night and said, I'm not going to believe what my son said. And I said, what? She was, Mom, you said that woman in, in the sweats was a doctor? Yeah, she's, you know, she used to be an addict. Yeah, but she's a doctor now. She was, yeah, she was, is there something wrong with that? I said, no, but Mom, she was just being so real, just like one of us. <laughs> I love you it. Know, and and that's what people need. They need to know that we are real, that we are here for them. We're not going to judge them. We've all been there. Everyone needs hope, and we can give it to them if they'll, if they'll be willing to receive it. That's right. That's right. That's so good. Well, if people want to uh, connect with you, there's your website, Healing Hearts, the number four. Jesus.org. That's Healing Hearts, plural, Healing Hearts for Jesus.org. So uh, if they want to contact you, that's okay. That's the way to, to go, right? To go to the website. Mm-hmm. On that website, there's a link on the left that they can see about free and deep restoration ministry as well. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be kicking that off again here soon. Once this COVID settles down a little bit. Yeah. Well, good. Well, good deal. Well, you know, you, you we started with Philippians 1, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Though Whitney, Whitney Houston was raised in the church, surely she heard the gospel. I, you know, I, I kind of uh, assume that, but... Uh, and maybe she was a believer. I, I don't know any of that. I know people can get sidetracked and live in the flesh, and maybe they are, maybe they aren't. It's not for me to decide here. But uh, I love that verse selection for her because the idea is that uh, people can uh, be complete in Christ, that this good work that God starts at the day of salvation that he'll sanctify them and, and transform them and conform them into the image of Jesus Christ. And um, you see that in your own life and in the people you serve, I'm sure. Yes. I really do it and watch a life be transformed right in front of me. That's right. Well, all right. This is Dr. Cindy Jones in the great state of North Carolina. And she is a, Biblical counselor, works with Healing Hearts Ministry, also is part of the Addiction Connection, and we're going to utilize her gifts more and more in the days ahead, I hope and pray. She's a writer, counselor, uh, Dr. Cindy Jones, so uh, really grateful for you, Cindy, and for your ministry, and thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I hope our listeners will tune in next time as we... Uh, continue to talk about hope and the power of the gospel for those who are addicted. Thanks for joining us today, and we will hope that you'll tune in next time to the Addiction Connection podcast. Mm -hmm.